With that said, let's get ready for the Word. So we're, we're going to resume Romans next week. And uh, we, part of it was we weren't sure kid-wise, so we wanted to do something that uh, is more, a little more kid-friendly for Sunday nights. So I'm going to be sharing with you a story. It's different from this morning. And, uh, but before we uh, get into our story, there's a few things I want to share with you about. First is uh, a, a Jewish wedding was broken up into three parts. Uh, the first part would be engagement. And that's where the, the fathers would meet and they would decide on the dowry that was to be paid as well as, uh, you know, accept the, the bride and the groom together. And so that, that engagement would be made. The second part would be betrothal. And that's when the bride and groom would come together and they'd make vows, much like what we do today at our wedding ceremonies. But that wasn't yet the mar- time of the marriage. That would, the marriage would actually come up to a year later, and it would be kind of unannounced, a little bit by surprise, when the groom would return for the bride and go into the marriage supper, and that would be the marriage, the marriage feast and the, the final part of the marriage. So those are the three parts of a Jewish, a Jewish marriage. Now, before our story begins, Jesus was... In the last week before his crucifixion, after he had come into Jerusalem on the triumphal entry and people had said, Hosanna in the highest, and he had gone into the temple and he, as he left the temple, he declared that not one stone would be left upon another. And of course, today, if you go to Jerusalem and you look, you can see the stones cast off of the temple mount, uh, exactly what Jesus prophesied. But the disciples came to him privately on the Mount of Olives, and they, they asked him, like, Jesus, tell us the signs of your coming. When are you going to come, and what is it going to look like? And so Jesus began telling them what to look for, the signs of his coming, and then he also helped us understand that there was uh, a, an expectancy that we should have in waiting for the return of Jesus. And so after he was finished talking about signs, he gave three parables, now, a parable is, uh, it means to cast alongside. It's a story cast alongside of reality. So it would, Jesus would take a story that, or uh, something in reality, like anything from agriculture, farming, to, to a wedding, and he would cast a story alongside a spiritual truth about the kingdom of God. And so those are the things I want you to know before we, oh, there's one more thing for the kids. Um, the, so a virgin in our story is a maid, an unwed woman, a maiden. And so it's a woman who hasn't been married. And uh, a, a bridal party for the, for the bride and groom would consist of 10 individuals, ten, or sorry, 10 women or maidens, virgins, and 10 men who would go before for the bridal party. And that was the common number uh, for a bridal party. Okay, with that said, that's our story. Let's go ahead and pray and we'll get into the word of God. Lord, we thank you so much for your love, and we thank you, Lord, that you've prepared your word for us. And Lord, now as we understand your word, we ask that you'd reveal your truths to us. But more than that, Lord, that our our hearts would be ready to receive all that you have for us. God, we we don't want this to be a fleeting moment where we hear and then leave, but Lord, we want to receive it and continue on with your word, chewing on it, and letting it impact every area of our life. So, Lord, we ask that your word would just be living and active in us 
as we receive it. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness, and we pray now for your, your work upon our lives. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, our story from God's Word begins like this. Then the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five were foolish, and five were wise. The foolish took their lamps, but took no oil. The wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed in coming, the virgins grew drowsy and they slept. But at midnight, there was a cry, the bridegroom is here, come out to meet him. And all those virgins arose and they trimmed their lamps. But the foolish said to the wise, give us some of your oil for our lamps are going out. The wise replied, there is not enough oil for you and for us. Go therefore and buy for yourselves from the dealers. While they were going, the bridegroom came. And those who were ready went in with the bridegroom to the marriage feast and the door was shut. After, those foolish virgins came and said, Lord, Lord, open to us. But the bridegroom said, truly I say to you, I do not know you. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. And that's our story from God's word. So... I wonder, uh, would anybody be willing to tell back what you can remember? And I'll get you started with, then the kingdom of heaven will be like. Um, who, think, who thinks they can just tell back what they can remember? Shut the door. They shut the you door. Got the, you definitely got it. Yeah, you got it? Okay. So then the kingdom of heaven will be like? Ten virgins. Oh. Um, five were wise. Okay. Or ten virgins who were ready. Five were ready. Oh man, I'm already messing That's okay, you're doing great. Five of them were ready, and they had their lamps and a flask. The other five only had their lamps. And they waited so long for the bridegroom that they fell asleep. And at midnight, they heard a cry saying, The bridegroom is coming. And the five that only had their lamps, their lamps were starting to dim. And they asked, the five prepared virgin virgins um, to have some of their oil, and those girls said, "Go buy some from the dealers." And as they were gone, the bridegroom came, and um, the five virgins that had the extra oil were brought in, and the door was shut. And then the five who had re- had gone and picked up more oil, uh, came and knocked at the door, 
and asked to be let in, and the bridegroom said, I surely don't know you. Surely I do not know you. Okay, great job. You did a great job. Um, you, you actually remember a lot of details. You especially got the door was shut. Um, I like that. Well, uh, let me, let's go ahead and tell the story again, but you guys will help me this time. We want to make sure we have the story accurate a couple times so we can have some good discussion. So um, Jesus started out this parable with, then, then what? Anybody remember? The, the kingdom, the kingdom of what? God. Kingdom of God, kingdom of heaven, both are right. Uh, will be like what? Ten virgins who went out to meet somebody. The bridegroom, and they took something with them. They took a lamp, right? Uh, but what was the difference between these virgins? Five were, were foolish. And five were, were wise. That's right. For the five foolish, they took their lamps, but, but with no oil. They took no oil. The five wise took a flask of oil uh, with their lamps. The bridegroom was delayed. As the bridegroom was delayed... What happened? Do anybody remember what happened? Yeah, they became drowsy and they all they all slept. Then something happened about midnight. Yeah, about midnight, a cry went out. Anybody remember what the cry was? Bridegroom is coming, and then come out to meet him. Right? And all those virgins rose and they trimmed their what? They trimmed their lamps. And those who were foolish, what did they do? Yeah, those who were foolish asked the wise, give us some of, actually, sorry, I don't want to say ask. Those who were foolish said, give us some of your oil. For our lamps are going out. And the wise were saying, sure, no problem. What's that? Yeah, there, there is not enough for you and for us. Go, therefore, and do what? And buy for yourselves from the dealers. And while they were going, what happened? The bridegroom came, and those who were ready, they, they did, what did they do? They went in where? What's that? They went into the marriage feast. Yeah, good job. They went into the marriage feast, and what happened? The door was shut. After those foolish virgins came, anybody remember what they said? Yeah. Lord, Lord, open to us. But the bridegroom said something to them. What? Yeah, truly I say to you, I do not know you. 
And then Jesus gave one last part to this parable. Anybody remember? He said, watch, therefore, for you know neither the, the day nor the hour. Yeah, great job. Wow. Have you ever waited for someone important to arrive? Has anybody ever waited for somebody important to arrive? Why are you looking at me like that? I was looking at Oh. So my wife's like, it just happened. Uh, have, have you ever waited for someone important to arrive? Anybody ever had, were waiting around for somebody? Uh, what, what do you usually do to prepare for somebody visiting or coming? Clean the house. Get ready. Get ready. Make yourself presentable. Yeah, I, every time I'm on a plane, I get up before we land, brush my teeth, get my hair all dialed in. So, yeah. Um, make yourself presentable. What else? What else, guys? I'll help you. What do you do to prepare for somebody who's special, who's coming? What's that? You look out the window? Okay, yeah. Well, let's dive into our story a little bit because I I think that attitude will help us understand this story a little bit better. It says, then the kingdom of heaven will be like. Now, I'm going to stop right there and just ask this question. Is there anything we can learn about Jesus from him saying, then the kingdom of heaven will be like? Okay, he knows the future. What else can we learn about Jesus? He wants us to learn. That's a great observation. Jesus actually wants us to know. Because uh, he could be like, that's none of your business, what the kingdom of heaven will be like. But he actually wants us to understand this spiritual truth. Then the kingdom of heaven will be like. Giving in terms that we understand. Oh, he's helping us understand this, this idea of being watchful and ready. What's that? To be ready. He wants us to be ready. Oh, okay. I think too because he knows what it's like and he loves us. He wants to share that with us to give us some of that excitement of what to look forward to. Okay. He, yeah, he's excited. He wants us to be excited to look forward to. Yeah, those, those are great. So then the kingdom of heaven will be like 10 virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five were, what? Foolish. Foolish, And five were wise. For the five foolish took their lamps, but took no oil. The five wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. I'm going to stop there for a moment and just let's ask some questions about these maidens who are waiting for the arrival of the bridegroom. Is there anything we can learn about these foolish virgins and the fact that they took no oil? Okay, they're not prepared. They didn't think they'd have to wait that long? Okay. Okay, possibly a little lazy. It's possible, yeah. They're not ready. Yeah. I wonder. 
When we look at the choice that the wise virgins made to take a flask of oil with their lamps, is there a difference in attitude that we can see between the two? Sorry, what was that? Okay, they might think somebody else is going to take care of them. I said they were ready to wait. Oh, the, the, the wise were, were ready to wait. If we were going to ask the question, who is really desiring for the bridegroom to come between these two sets, what would we say? Why would you say that? But they're ready to do whatever it takes to wait for them. Oh, they're, they're really ready... So there's a, a bit of a commitment level there. Yeah, like they're not doing just what it takes. They're going above that. Okay. Very excited, like making sure that they're going to be there to greet him. Making sure that they're ready. Do they have a responsibility, yes. these virgins? What is that responsibility? To be there to greet the bridegroom. Yeah. To be there to greet the bridegroom. So those who did not prepare... They did not bring any oil. Remember, it says that the foolish brought their lamps but took no oil. Do they understand that they have a role to play, a purpose to fulfill? Maybe they didn't take it seriously. Oh, maybe they didn't take it seriously. We certainly might question that about their character, that they showed up, but they chose not to bring oil, not to be prepared. It's like they're not 100% invested in it. Okay. They're not really 100% invested. Yeah. Okay, guys, if you have somebody who you're hiring for your workplace, ask them if they would bring oil or not. Well, no. <laughs> So put that on the, the application. Well, well, it says that they, they, the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. And, and then it says the bridegroom was delayed in coming. And they grew drowsy and slept. About midnight, their cry went out. The bridegroom is here. Come out to meet him. And those foolish, sorry, all those virgins rose, trimmed their lamps. That means they prepared their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, give us some of your oil for our lamps are going out. Is there anything more we can learn about the character of the foolish virgins? A little demanding. I mean, they didn't ask in a... (laughs) like, wait, can we borrow or can we please have? Can you share? It's, okay. They're demanding it from them. Yeah. Like hey, they're, come they're on. Out, oh, just, you know. Take care of us. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think you could almost say that they thought they were enough. Like, they brought their lamb with whatever oil was in it, and they thought they were enough. Kind of like non-Christian thinking, like, oh, well, I'm a good person. Hmm. They thought they were enough with what, what they were. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. They sound kind of desperate. Like once they realized that they had made a mistake, they wanted to fix it, but they do sound kind of desperate. 
Do you think they're carrying people? No. Why do you think that? They would take the oil from the other. Oh, they would take the oil from the others. Yeah, because the, the, the wise said, there is not enough oil for you and for us. So what would happen if they took the oil from them? No one would go into the feast, <laughs> the marriage feast, yeah. So they don't really seem like they're caring individuals or loving, right? So selfish. Oh, yeah, a little selfish, the, the foolish ones. Yeah. So it, it's, uh, they said there is not enough oil for you and for us. Go, therefore, and buy from the dealers for yourselves. Is there anything else we can learn about the wise and the foolish before we move on to the bridegroom's arrival. What do you all think? The, the foolish, the five foolish, they live their lifestyle. They are a Christian, but they not already. The lifestyle they live, they do whatever they want. Oh, the lifestyle they live is kind of whatever they want. Yeah, and they're not ready for God. Right, not ready for God. Yeah, but the wise, five wise, we're just they ready. I think like us, we come to church, we study the Bible, we ready, whatever God comes to be ready. Mm. That's good, thank you. That. We want to be wise and ready, right? What else can we learn about before we move on in the story to the arrival of the bridegroom. Is there anything else we can learn about these, the character of these people? It seems like the foolish don't fully understand what this marriage feast is all about. If they understood how great it was going to be and what the bridegroom had to offer, they would have prepared. They would have, they would have been excited. They would have not let anything get in the way of not getting to go. Mm. And so, kind of like the, along the same lines of just well, this is enough. Not fully understanding about like what a great thing is, gift is is for them. Where so, the wives understand this gift, they understand this celebration, and so they're going to prepare. They're not going to miss out. So the foolish seem more ignorant of. Or even if they were told, they didn't take it seriously, or they didn't take it to heart. So. Even if they, just for you in the back, even if they were told they didn't take it seriously or take it to heart, what this would be. So is it safe to say that they really don't care that much about the arrival of the bridegroom? I I don't know what you guys think about that. Do you think that's safe to say from what we've learned so far about the foolish versus the wise? Well, it says while they were buying, while they were going the bridegroom arrived. And those who were ready, <laughs> that'd be <a> terrible. <laughs> those who were ready went into the marriage feast with the bridegroom and the door was shut. After those foolish virgins came and said, Lord, Lord, open to us. But the bridegroom said, truly, I say to you, I do not know you.
Could the bridegroom have said something else? Or done something else? He could have let them in. Yeah. What's that? Could have asked for the password. So he could have let them in. But, but he makes a statement, truly, truly, I say to you, I do not know you. What can we learn about the bridegroom from what he does do? That he said, the door is shut. I do not know you. He's a man of his word. He said to be ready. They weren't ready. There you go. Okay. Yeah, he's a man of his word. Yeah. Do you think he's kind of a mean guy, the bridegroom? No? Why is that? Because they all had the option to bring to be ready. <laughs> oh, they all had the option to be ready. I'm assuming. I, I, yeah. Uh, if, if the five did, I'm assuming the other five could have done the same and brought extra oil. So okay. he's realizing some were anticipating and ready to greet him and the other five were not maybe as excited to meet him he's ready to meet him or and I think he knew the difference that's why okay he knew the difference between yeah. those who were ready yeah. and those who were just like <laughs> if he shows he shows yeah so he says truly truly I say to you I do not know you then Jesus said watch therefore for you know neither the day nor the hour What might we be able to learn from this parable that Jesus gave to us? Be ready. Sorry? Prepare the heart for Jesus' coming. Yeah. Yeah, there should be some preparation, right? For the coming of the bridegroom. We're the, we're the bride, the church. There should be some preparation. So prepare our hearts. Others can't prepare for you. Oh, others can't prepare for you. Why do you say that? Well, because the the uh, the five that were not prepared, they looked to the five that were prepared, and it's not for them to prepare for them. You know, it's not the five who were ready prepared and followed the instructions, and they can't save the other five. Yeah. So, can't have other people prepare for you. The five wise do not to compromise with the foolish that oh. they would maybe lose their place in the wedding feast. The five wise knew not to compromise with the foolish because they didn't want to lose their place in the wedding feast. And that definitely has an application, doesn't it, for us? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so true. Yeah. Yeah, there's an expectancy, yeah. right? Uh, an imminence about the bridegroom's coming yeah. that they're supposed to have. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we should definitely keep our eyes focused that way, our, our minds prepared for action. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking about the, what Belinda said. Uh, in the morning, I baptized 
SIN, and I was thinking, she has a personal responsibility before the Lord. She cannot just come and ask for my oil because even if I have more oil, I cannot just give her the oil. It's her responsibility to take care of that before mm. the Lord. Because um, I would think I was struggling with that idea of, well, yes, the, the, fool, the foolish ones, they were <clears throat> selfish, but the other woman also could have given her the oil and they maybe they both could work together. I don't know, I can create a whole story right here. <laughs> I could say they also they were selfish because they didn't want to share the oil. But uh, we know that the story at the end of the day is there is a personal responsibility of the individual before the Lord. And I don't know, I was just thinking about my daughter today. Now she has that personal responsibility to be prepared for the Lord. It's mm. not enough that I'm prepared. She needs to be prepared. She's got to be filled and be ready. You know, uh, it's interesting that the foolish virgins, when they arrive, when they come, they say, Lord, Lord, open to us. Um, could they have said something different? Forgive us. Please open. We're sorry. <laughs> there are a lot of other things they could say, but but given what they did say, what do we kind of see about them? They're still expecting being selfish, like entitled. Yeah, there's a little bit of entitlement there. <laughs> we weren't expecting you. We weren't prepared for you. But we do expect you to open this door to us. Let us into the marriage feast. Yeah. Wow. Well, I wonder, are there people in the church today who may not be prepared for the return of Jesus Christ? Yeah. So how might we prepare ourselves for our master's coming? What do you say, Tiffany? Be in the word. Be in the word. Okay, know his word. How else might we be able to prepare ourselves? Yeah, Lord, yes. Have faith. Have faith. What else? Dependence upon God, yeah. Fellowship with other Christians. Okay. Allow ourselves to be held accountable and be in the fellowship. Yeah. I think of the passage from Paul for us to continue to work out a salvation here in Trembling. Okay. All right. Anything else we can do to be prepared? What's that? Watchful? Yeah, absolutely. Be vigilant. Watching. Okay. No, you're. Yeah, we appreciate you. Yes. Be watchful. Yeah, and and with being watchful, Tiffany, you said to do something. You, Tiffany's giving me all these hand motions. I feel like she's. I feel like. She, I feel like she's the third base coach. Like. Yeah. So, uh, Tiffany, what, with being watchful, you say what? Prayer. Prayer, yeah. Be, be invested in prayer. Yeah, there's definitely things we can do. Well, this uh, evening's story is from 
Matthew chapter 25, verses 1 through 13. Again, that's Matthew 25, verses 1 through 13. Uh, I, I'd encourage you guys to take some time with this. Actually, uh, this story really blessed me. I, as I, I actually, while I was in um, uh, South Sudan, I was learning this as a story because I, I had to teach it and I just wanted to meditate on it. And, and I know it, for me, God convicted me about things and just, it, it was really awesome. Uh, uh, just God's word in my life. But as we were coming back into Uganda, we had to stop at the border for South Sudan. And <clears throat> the border was kind of giving us a hard time because, you know. Uh, and so I'm sitting there with all these border guys and they're on the other side of the desk, and I'm trying to say, uh, you know, you, you be gracious with us. We're ministers of the gospel, and uh, we start talking, and I said, do you, do you read your Bible? Do you, do you uh, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ? And they're like, yes, yes. Where are Bibles? We want Bibles. I'm like, okay, well, what kind of Bible do you want? English? Do you want it in Juba Arabic? What do you want? Uh, next time, I'll bring you a Bible. But will you read it? <laughs> And they said, yes, of course. I'm like, really? And so I said, tell you what, I have a story. <laughs> so I began sharing this story with them, these border people. They're all waiting. So our FRM leader comes in, and they're like, what's taking so long? Stop, I'm sharing a story. <laughs> so we had a good discussion about being watchful and ready and not being foolish. It was a great time with these uh, border, uh, I don't know what they're called, police, whatever, but uh, so I encourage you, this is a great story to encourage other believers with. Be watchful and ready for you ne- know neither the day nor the hour. So may I say Maranatha. Yeah, come Lord Jesus. All right, Lord, we thank you so much for this time together in your word. And Lord, we want to be wise. We want to be filled. We want to be ready, expectant. And Lord, we ask for forgiveness for those times of complacency, Lord There are times when we just haven't felt like preparing. Lord, forgive us for that. You are our king, our Lord, our bridegroom. So we want to be prepared. We want to be ready. Lord, as we come before you now, if there is a sin that you are struggling with, a sin that you've been walking in, an attitude of rebellion. I want you to confess that now to the Lord. Lord, I've been a foolish virgin. You just pray that. Forgive me. Lord, fill me up. Let me be ready and expectant. We thank you, dear God, for your wonderful love for us. We thank you for even preparing us for your coming. So we say Maranatha. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I turn off my mic because you don't want to hear me sing, even by accident. But one day when I get to heaven, God will fix it. That parable, is it a complicated parable? It's a pretty simple parable. Right? The story is simple. Be watchful. Be ready. You know neither the day nor the hour. So I want to challenge you with something. If it's such a simple parable, 
What excuse will you have on that day when the Son of Man comes if you're not ready? It's a good challenge for us to consider and think about. John ends the book of Revelation with, He who testifies to these things says, Surely I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with you all. Amen.